Hey everyone, we wanted to give you a little update on our next three episodes. We recorded these episodes prior to the COVID-19 pandemic and some of the topics may feel less relevant to the current music industry. While mentions of live shows or tour booking may not feel super helpful right now, all of these episodes have awesome info for the independent artist. We hope that in a time of frustration in the music industry, that you will feel inspired by the positive attitude that our guests bring to the table. Hey, good morning. Hey, welcome, good morning. Welcome to Allie, Cat, and Steve. I'm Allie. I'm Cat. We're here with Jess Die. <laughs> yes. Hello. We don't know where Steve is. Yeah, I'm say Where's Steve? Who's Steve? <laughs> He's been missing for two months. Yeah. We're not even sure who Steve is anymore. No one's found a body. So that's good. That's bad. <laughs> that's good, bad. She has no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Well, welcome to Alley Cat and Steve, where Steven Tyler is our intern, but he hasn't shown up to work in a really long time. Ever, actually. Ever. Gotcha. Yeah. He's probably like <laughs> yes. flower shirt shopping. Yeah, or like wrapping mic stands and scarves. Or dead. That seems <laughs> unlikely. Okay, he's flower shirt shopping. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it positive. Yeah, let's keep it positive. He loves uh, vintage stores on Bedford. He does love vintage stores on Bedford, which is great because we're talking to someone in New York. Exactly. You are in New York. What's it like over there, Jess? It is chilly. <laughs> we had some really unusually warm weather this weekend that was beautiful, but also kind of made me worry about the future. Um, oh, shoot. Yeah, no, it was like it was like upper 60s. It shouldn't do that in New York City in January. Yeah, that seems wrong. Yeah, so, but apparently snow this weekend, so I'm just... You know, I'm just constantly pulling Tupperwares of clothing out from under my bed. Is it spring? Is it summer? I don't know. <laughs> that sounds nice. I want Tupperwares of clothing. <laughs> right? Well, space is limited, right? So you have to stuff, stuff stuff where you can. Yeah, that's wild for January. Yeah, it's crazy. But eh, what are you going to do? Yeah, when I was in New York at the end of, what is it? The end of November, it was ice raining. Yeah. Yeah, wintry mix. It sounds like a cocktail. It's not. <laughs> yeah, ice rain and spring. Or like a really bad cologne. Yeah, oh, it does kind of sound like... Spring ice rain. Yeah, it sounds like a cologne. Wintry mix. Yeah, wintry mix. <laughs> but yes, you are in New York, my former hometown. Excited to speak to someone from my former hometown, from my former life. <laughs> we met at a tequila bar. Yeah, that's how I meet a lot of people, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> that place in the Lower East Side. I don't remember what it was called. Los Fli Los Feliz. Oh, well, Los Feliz. It, yeah, it's it's still there. It's still there. That's good. Yes. They didn't shut it down. It's, no, no, no. It's still kicking. It's right on Ludlow Street. That's actually like where I used to spend a lot of time, and and still do. Um, like everything that was in my world all revolved around Ludlow Street. Did you? still bring your own vinyl i you know i haven't been there in a long time um now when i bring vinyl it's like for proper dj sets not just hosting like a, a share session although the, the beauty wait 
<laughs> I want to take a second to appreciate this. You lug crates of vinyl in New York City? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's just hang out there for a second. Why? Uh, <laughs> I, well, I, I DJ, so it's more like 45s, but yeah, I've done the occasional just, you know, if you need it and that's what you got is the 12 the inch, then that's what you lug. But yeah, it's it's a thing. Yeah, I think Kat, when we met, it was... Uh, yeah, it was doing like the bring your own vinyl nights, uh, which was like it was. Yeah, it was cute because it encouraged people to bring me like a record. So and it was always on Sunday nights, and people would shop during the day and then like bring in something that they found, and um, it just kind of made like a community around the bar at night, you know. So everyone's like, "Oh, what are you sharing? What's this? Who's that?" You know, it's like a show and tell for adults. It was really fun. Yeah, and I brought Cindy Lauper. Yeah, <laughs> and that felt appropriate. Yeah, very appropriate. It's also fun because you just don't know what what people are going to bring in, so it ends up sure. being like a good listening night. Absolutely. Well, yeah, you're a DJ. Yeah, officially, that's your life. <laughs> officially, yeah, <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, it's so it, how did how did you get into this, especially like DJing on vinyl? kind of a lost art yeah no i mean i feel like it's it's pretty common here there's there's a bunch of people that are have stayed tight and true to, to spinning 45s and vinyl but um i think i just kind of fell into it you know just like wanting another excuse to perform wanting an excuse to you know to to record shop and to dig and to listen it's you know it was a hobby and it's great when your hobbies can become like a profession. So now I joke that I play I play other people's music for a living so that I can go home and write my own music. <laughs> I think that's, that's a, a pretty common, common story with most of us. <laughs> yep. Very In true. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean it's a pretty cool gig. You get to make people dance. Yeah, no, I absolutely I love it. Did you learn how like did you like take lessons or like like how did you, like I don't I took a turntableism class in college and we like did like chirping lessons and like putting <laughs> post-it notes like where we wanted to make our cuts and um, I was not very good at it but I did have a cool DJ name which was oh yeah uh, DJ Snack Attack oh that's great really still pretty proud of that one yeah that's great <laughs> I don't really yeah, understand really why you're not DJ Snack Attack right now. <laughs> Because uh, I wasn't good at uh, being a vinyl DJ, and I didn't <laughs> want to practice. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta br- bring it back. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I, I kind of just learned by like trial and error, and I did, I did actually do like a like a my my boyfriend got me a got us like a class for like Serato when I started oh, going cool. into the dig- digital world just to sort of um like get my chops up. And that was great because I had so many questions about, you know, t- like really doing crazy, crazy, crazy mashups, you know, like right. and like having samples and all of that. So and then now it's like it, it really feels like an, like I'm playing an instrument when I DJ because I am kind of using so many people's different bits and bobs and like having the understanding of music has made that a lot easier for me. In terms right, of like right. BPMs and key changes and all of that. So, yeah, that's yeah, so crazy. I just, I, I just practice all the time. I mean, how do you learn anything? You know, you just yeah, you just practice. Touche. True. Touche. True. <laughs> it's the universal lesson. Mm-hmm. It really is. So tell us a little bit about how you grew up, your life before you being the infamous New York City socialite and DJ that you now are. <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> I was born at the age of 25. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just, I just appeared one day in New York City in a secret dress and rainbow hair. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Knee-high boots. Uh, walked down the street with a ch- trail of glitter. Um, yeah, <laughs> I've, I really, I don't consider having much of a life before NY, NYC. It's sort of become my identity. It's become my lover, my home, my enemy. You know, it's like I would say New York is the city that, you know, misses you when you're gone. You know, it's almost like like a bad drug that you can't kick. And then the minute you come back to her, she's like, get the F out, you know, <laughs> I'm done with you. Uh, so you're just like such mixed signals. I don't know what you want. But yeah, no, I, I grew up I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona and, and went to school in DC and then sort of found my way to New York by following a boy, very classic cliche story of a young twenty something woman. And here I am. I'm not leaving. I've been here. It'll be ten years like ish next year. That's amazing. Fall. Congrats. You did Ooh, what most did people it. do not do. Yeah, you made it. <laughs> yeah. Right? I know. It's like everyone jokes that that's how, like, that's the stamp of, like, being a New Yorker. You have to be here a decade. So, yeah. That's good for you. Yeah, good for you. I didn't do it. (laughs) I couldn't hack it. We didn't make the cut, Kat. No! (laughs) I ended up LA where everyone who can't make New York goes. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, I love LA. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to, we're going to cut that out, Kat. (laughs) No, LA's great. You were just here, and it was great. Yeah, I was, and we ran into each other. <laughs> we did. We made plans, and then we ran into each other instead. <laughs> it was great. What, what were you time? doing here? Uh, I was actually shooting a music video for my band, High Wasted, and taking meetings. I went to like a beauty con event. God, I sound like such a jerk, but <laughs> that's what I was doing there. Really fine. Yeah, you sound <laughs> great. You don't sound like yeah, a jerk. You don't sound like a jerk. <laughs> and that just, I just heard that aloud. I was like, wow, I sound like such an asshole. <laughs> but yeah, it was a great, it was a great little trip. And actually the music video that we shot, um, it's basically done. So it'll be coming out the first week of February. Sick. That's awesome. Yeah, um, really fast turnaround. So get high wasted is is you, right? Yeah, it's it's me. I mean, I've had like a rotating cast of people um, that I couldn't have done it without. Um, right. And like my ma- my main partner is is John O'Bernstein. He plays drums. He's a great collaborator. He's a great teammate. We've he, we've done through everything together. So he is my my ride or die. Okay, and. You guys do a variety of things. Like Kat says, you have a cruise in New York, which is crazy. Um, (laughs) But do you want to just like lay out like the structure of like your creative life, like with High Wasted and then obviously like your DJ game is super strong um, and just like, you know, like what every day in your life looks like? I mean, I'm, it's funny because if you'd asked me that question just like two years ago or five years ago, it would have been completely different. Now sure. I spend basically every day doing something creative. Um, and that's like an intention that I set for myself. So high waisted rehearses, uh, well, we're, cause we're like reformulating a new lineup to get ready for this record release and like, you know, some spring shows. So it's like, we, we have like a set rehearsal every week. We have writing sessions every week set in stone, um, I attempt, don't always succeed, to play 
every day like whether that's by myself whether that's like bass or acoustic or electric or fiddling with a pedal or something Mm -hmm. I, I do it every day it's it's like going to the gym I feel like if you don't exercise that muscle, you lose it. Sure. Uh, and I'm just like, with DJing, I mean, and DJing falls into that. Like, I'm, I'm calling that rehearsal as well, like, as long as I'm doing something with that. But, yeah, right now, with, with the band, I mean, we, we throw events because we want our shows to be more than just a show. We don't want it to be a concert. We want it to be an experience. Totally. And that's kind of like how the, you know, the Highway Sit at Sea booze cruise became a thing. Um, I'm working on something in Vegas that I can't give you too much more about. Um, it's coming, coming out this summer. Yeah, and we've done we've done like tons of weird events, like baked shows where we sold like weed brownies and things. You know, like <laughs> like like you like think of any weird event that you like will come up at 3 a.m. like at a sleepover with your best friend, and like I'll be like I could probably make that happen. Like that's. <laughs> That's like sort of what what my goal has been. I'm like, how ridiculous could it be? Like, we could do it. Like that first booze cruise, like ever since pulling that off, it's just like nothing is impossible because I I never thought we could have made that happen here. Yeah, that sounds like very involved. Yeah, but I love it. Like I love event planning. So it's funny because High Waisted has sort of birthed a career for me in doing events which is like now why my dj nights are are their events right i book book bands i dj like i curate it their parties are not just like you're not just coming to see me dj at some bar and like dance in the corner like it's it's a whole night of of activity whether that's like i've brought in burlesque dancers or drag queens like i love combining different mediums of art into one night for like an entertainment experience so i hope that cuts it and I mean that's I guess that's a lot (laughs) yeah I mean when you're doing like the booze cruise like how like DIY is it or is it not DIY like do you like get like event insurance and like go the whole like way yeah I mean yeah absolutely because safety right um actually we just did our fifth and final rock around booze cruise for that reason like it's just doing it completely by myself and keeping it in that DIY nature was it basically would take over like five months. Of yeah, life. I believe um, it. And because I, I would hold myself to like a certain level of execution. You right. Know, like I wanted everyone in costume. I wanted dancers. I wanted like all the bands we booked to do a big group number at the end. Like I, I we would completely decorate the, the boat from head to toe so on theme. So you wouldn't you wouldn't recognize the boat anymore. Like you're like, am I under the sea? Am I like, where am I? Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just like just down to like every final detail, even to the point where like, I was making spreadsheets for my cleanup crew and my setup crew. And I'm like, you're on balloons and here's your, here's your paperwork of like where everything goes. Like you're building the ball pit. Here's your directions. Like I was sort of was a a little manic about it, but that's just because otherwise doing it, you know, cheaply and safely wasn't going to be an option. So, and this is something that like John, again, John, my bandmate, like he was like right there with me. It just, I mean, it, it really took over my life, and even though I loved it, it it sort of made me a little bit manic um, from, you know, like, making spreadsheets for every last task and, like, yeah. diagrams and graphs and, and just, like, it. I think what it really taught me is how much I was able to lean on my community mm. and on my friends yeah. because it really wouldn't have been possible without everybody believing in this, like, idea that wow, this ridiculous party that's basically a house party can happen for 350 people on a boat, like, on the river with all of Manhattan and Brooklyn, like, to your left, to your right, like, going under the, 
going under the bridges, like waving at the Statue of Liberty or flipping her <sighs> off, whatever. You know, like, <laughs> I like, wish I could have been there. That's amazing. It was it was awesome, and then even just like. <sighs> I don't know. I can't. It's like one of my proudest things that we've been able to pull off. And and this last year was I can't say it was the best because they're all great in their own ways. But it was very sentimental and it was awesome to have people that had been there. You know, every year people had been there just the first year. There were people there that like met on the on previous boat cruises and now they're like married. You know. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's (laughs) it's wild. But it. It just I think that's why I love events because or just playing music or even DJing because you're you're kind of the wallpaper to other people's lives. Yeah. And, so cool. And to to think about it that way just makes me makes me work even harder to make sure that they're a good time because you know, I've been to so many events where, you know, life changing things have happened at them, you know. Right. And those people will never know. Right. That, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that that party was like when I met met a boyfriend or like, you know, made a work contact or something. So yeah, it's good. I'm, I mean, I'm glad it's over because I'm ready for something else. <laughs> With the cruise, like, did you have any, like, outside funding or any sort of, like, financial support? Or are you just, like, hoarding money all year to be able to, like, pay for this? <laughs> yeah. Basically, my credit cards are really sexy. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, let's just let's just say I've uh, gotten good at balancing my debt okay okay um yeah so i i mean we we would we would front all the costs and then we would work with different uh liquor sponsors and beer companies i was about to ask yeah because it was it was open bar so oh cool this last this last year we worked with white white claw spike seltzer nice Um, (laughs) pinky up i know it was like this it was also like the trendiest drink of summer so it was just kind of i was like i'm so happy that this worked out (laughs) (laughs) that's so cool and you just proposed the the booze cruise to them and is that how yeah. you linked up a sponsorship yeah yeah and i mean i've luckily because i've been doing this for a while now like i have friends that have moved from one company to an, to another so right again like get, get by with a little help from my friends but yeah we were able to to work with them this year we usually do pbr and then like tequila and rum and stuff but nice i think for this year this was like the most appropriate <laughs> wow okay so you like Sorry, this is like a really fascinating idea. It's really like, fascinating because I most know. people that do things like that or events of that scale are like labels or production companies, and you are just die doing this <laughs> all by yourself. <laughs> the label, the legend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With a little help from Visa or Amex or whoever, but we're sort of tag out. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> did you pay your staff yeah amazing okay. so cool so you had bartenders security mm-hmm. dancers yeah um different sort of like Set stations up, yeah of- like a lot, a lot of some a lot, i will say a lot of my crew that i brought in was volunteer like the decorations committee and like the decorations committee yeah, it's so cute yeah. i want it's that cute. i want that job title you want a decorations committee <laughs> definitely <laughs> and you've sold out a lot of events in new york which is one of the things i admire so much about you is your ability to create like an ambiance and really invite people in enough to just like sell all your tickets which yeah, is so cool 
I don't really know how I'm pulling that off. Like I, <laughs> every like it's it's funny because I kind of go through like a, a mini like nervous breakdown leading up to events where I'm like checking the tickets and I'm like, oh my god, no one's coming, no one cares, you know, <laughs> freaking out. And then night of, I'm like, I can't believe it's sold out. Like that'll <laughs> that never gets old. And I don't think no matter what scale I'm doing events, like you know, if if it's if it's like a hundred person tiny venue or if it's like an arena hopefully someday like I, I think the nerves will be exactly the same right um, mm-hmm. so and I and I, I don't know and I don't really even think that's like a true measure of success because it's really not about ticket sales it's about the evening you created um and obviously like in the beginning we we weren't selling stuff out but but from day one we were always creating you know nights and events and concerts that were of that caliber so I think right. just like staying consistent and and being you know taking pride in like, what you're putting out Totally. And do you Mm -hmm. consider that to be one of the factors in selling out shows consistently is just creating an atmosphere? I, you know, I don't know. Like, if I knew that, I would do it every time. (laughs) 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 Uh, I don't know, because, like, I mean, I think of, like, some of the the bands that I I love, and it's it's always a struggle to get tickets, you know, because they're playing... You know, sometimes off like they're playing smaller venues, or they'll add a second night. And I'm like, right. you know, they're just put they're just playing a concert, which I am absolutely in love with attending. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't need everything to be like a circus. <laughs> Although it'd be nice, <laughs> but I just like being in the circus. So yeah, I think that's just like that's a me thing. It doesn't have to be an everybody thing. Because you yeah, just threw know. a space cowgirl <laughs> New Year's party. <laughs> Yes. Okay. <laughs> Disco yes. Space Cowgirl. <laughs> <laughs> Which looked like a lot of fun. Oh my Be god. Jealous. It, was, it was bananas. Like it was amazing. Um <laughs> all of the bands dressed up like space creatures or space cowgirls or cowboys or um, you know, gender neutral space space cow people. And it <laughs> it was neutral. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, it was my first. It was my first femme fatale that I've I've like demanded or you know requested that people wear costumes, and everybody came in costumes. Like it's I guess it's I don't know how do I explain this that doesn't isn't gonna sound bratty. Definitely Imagine, live in New York. Yes. Yeah. Nobody would do that here. Step one: live in New York. <laughs> yeah. I don't see. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. I think that I think people want an excuse to feel good and to do something out of their ordinary lives and I think it's like my goal is to provide people with a a safe space and a safe way to do that yeah and I don't think that has to be New York like people showed up specifically to this party that like of all ages you know like we had young 20 somethings that were clearly like NYU kids we had older gentlemen in their 50s that were part of the New York club scene that were looking for something costumed amazing so yeah I don't I don't think it's location specific. I think it's like attitude specific. Yeah. And I think if mm. you if you create an event with with a mindset that like it's okay to be silly, like people are gonna be more, they're gonna they're gonna co- show up maybe not dressed and feel sad that they didn't join in. Right. So, 
right? Aww. That's what we want. Yeah. We just want to make people sad. Yeah, just shame people shame into people. wearing a space cowgirl <laughs> costume. No, no, no. no well, I mean, I do, I do always bring a bunch of extra pieces in case that happens. And like, people oh, are like, that's so like, sweet. I I up, and I'm like, well, do I have some stuff for you? Oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> space bikini. Here you go. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Doesn't fit too bad. Put it on. Yeah. Yeah. These are space bikini. <laughs> oh gosh i will say like the photo recap from new year's is like it's i'm so happy just like every in every photo i saw like people are giggling they're like screaming they're laughing they're like everyone's like arms are always in the air because they're like you know fist pumping or dancing oh along. my gosh like, it yeah. just it just you can just like feel the energy and and something about everybody being in like these ridiculous light up cowboy hats or like aliens or whatever like i don't know it just it created community and i think people were more willing to talk to each other sure because there because there was something to talk to each other about you yeah know? so it's like maybe you don't know anybody but like okay we're all in like similar silver suits so like all of a sudden you'd see like five dudes in like nasa silver suits they didn't know each other but they're like what'd you get yours you know <laughs> so it like, just i don't know it, like i just think it's like really healthy because it gives people an excuse in a city that can be really s- difficult or, or right. scary totally um, to, to talk to each other yeah yeah you've made yeah. a real community in new york you do such a good job of fostering community it makes oh, people trying. feel so safe and good, which Yay. is awesome. Um, I so. And you also do that with high-waisted. Um, so I think mm-hmm. our listeners would love to know kind of what was the inspiration behind high-waisted mm-hmm. because it's a very – it's a vibe. It's a surf-rocky, yeah. colorful, beautiful vibe. Yeah, it's it's definitely a in – it's in a box. Um, I like creating within – limitations because you know there's a million ideas that you could go anywhere and I think kind of having some boundaries of like these are the lines I color within um that's like the challenge I enjoy so yeah high-waisted from high-waisted was born because actually Jono and I were trying to work on like another project that I had going and it was just I don't know like our our talent wasn't where it needed to be to match our taste for that other project and we kind of we kind of knew it and so we're like you know what let's like shelf this for a while let's do something that's like fun and I was like well I have all these surf songs and I have this concept for this band like here it is and we're like well that sounds fun and silly and like we can just we can just jam through that so it sort of was born with the idea of it always being like fun and not too serious that's awesome. And, I mean, yeah. you were in a different band when I met you, right? Or, no, you had just gotten out of a band, like, a year before and had started workshopping High Wasted. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Who was that? Oh, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly. Yeah. We, I was in a project called Chloe Sunshine for, like, a while. Yeah. And you, did you tour with them? With I that did. project? Cool. Yeah. We did Europe, actually. It was wild. And you toured a lot. I mean, did you book those tours or did you start booking the tours when it just became High Wasted? Um, I had helped Chloe Sunshine book, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, all of Highways in, like, the early years, we booked ourselves. And now do you have a it. booking agent? We don't right at this moment, but we did during our last record cycle. We, we worked with, with an agent, um, and that helped us a bit. But honestly, I enjoy booking my own tours. I know that sounds a little, like, like cool, and one more thing on my plate. <gasps> but... Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I really like I like having say over who we're going to play with, where we're going to play, and again, like setting the vibe, um, which you, you oftentimes you lose that control when you work with an agency, which is great. And there's like there's a time and a place for, for that type of tour as well. But um, 
I just, I don't know. I also really like digging into a city and being like, wow, there are like 10 bands in Knoxville, Tennessee that I love that I never would have found. So it's like also a way for me to find new music. Right. And would you consider Jonah to be like another part of your booking team? Jono is like, we do everything. Like, it's, it's, yeah, like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. Whether it's booking, whether it's, like, blowing up balloons before a show, whether it's, like, you know, demoing new ideas. Yeah, absolutely. He's there. That's amazing. So you mentioned that you used to have a booking agent or you worked with a booking agent. Um, it sounds like you're doing pretty well in New York. Like, do you... Do you have anybody else on your team or given that you are doing well, like why aren't you on a label or are you on a label? Have you been on a label? <laughs> these are, these are, these are great <laughs> questions. Yeah. So we're actually putting a record out, um, you know, basically ourselves, uh, it's coming out in May and I shopped it to labels and you know, a lot of the responses we got were overwhelmingly positive which obviously felt great yeah <laughs> so i'm like yes Yay. i do it's good we did a good job <laughs> um, but i mean i just the, the label industry has changed a lot and it's i mean even just from like five years ago and like 10 years ago like what a label does for you and what you can do on your own have sort of merged right um mm. so yeah i'm i just like you know for us like you know we want to we want more people to listen to our music online and that is something yeah. that we definitely want to focus on for this record so I'm, i think we're just we're gonna I, when i know that we're self-releasing and we're we're gonna be working with people kind of like a la carte to make sure that that happens that the end goal is like people hear the record right. and you have a consistent publicist correct no i don't actually i've oh. worked with with different people i've done a lot of it myself with jono and um, a lot of it is just dumb luck, you know, like again, like being at the right time, right place, meeting someone and, right. and then you never know, like it'll circle back. Like we just had a, a two page, uh, feature in the print edition, the last print edition of high times ever. Cool. And Whoa. that happened because the, one of the writers had seen us play like a, very small outdoor carnival in somewhere in Ohio like four years ago okay, okay. <laughs> so yeah because I was just like how did this even happen I was like we like we hadn't we hadn't announced like the record release yet I was like there was nothing even pushed like where is this coming from and she's that was why you know she'd been following us and kept kept in touch and loved what we were doing and boom so oh. yes so you just you don't know and like there's like, I really wish there was some sort of formula or, like, you know, like, just paint by numbers and then boom, yeah. you'll have a hit record. But there's not. And yeah. Unless you have, like, a gazillion dollars. Like, I really right. do think, I really do believe that, like, if I had, you know, $250,000, I could be famous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> money. For sure. Yeah, That's you could just it. market money. your way to the top. Yeah, just pay your yeah. way. Yeah. No, I mean, and it's been proven, like, time and time again. Totally. Like, a lot, like I, I love Lana Del Rey, and I'm, I'm not saying this as a critique, but, like, this is something that, that her team did. They yeah. rebranded and, you know, changed her name, wiped the internet of anything from her, like, previous career. She had done, like, commercials with, or music stuff with, like, Ked's shoes before. You can still find them oh. online. Oh, wow, crazy. Under, under her former. That. Yeah, under her, like, real name. They're, they're still out there. But, um, yeah, and they, they dumped, like... 200 like a quarter of a million dollars into uh you know basically like paying people to share stuff on tumblr remember yeah. when that was a thing yeah and wow yeah so like it's possible so if anybody 
wants to give me a quarter of a million dollars, <laughs> we will share my Venmo, and I <laughs> will so make sure that this record is the biggest record of 2020, because <laughs> it's possible. And, so, oh, oh, you. So, who is on, like, who are you putting on your team? Like, what is your idea behind putting out this record? Since we've just established we don't have $250,000, unfortunately. No, we do not. I've got about <laughs> 25 bucks right now in my pocket. So. Whoa. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, I am I am definitely balling. Billboard. Here. Yes, please. Give it to me. But, uh, yeah, so we are, we're working, uh, working with a buddy. His name's Kyle, Kyle McCannon, and he is uh, – He's like a producer all around, like tour de force. He does everything, but he'll be helping us, um, basically like do distribution. And then we ha- are working with uh, this girl Rachel, and she works for she she does PR. So amazing. She's like kind of like our little brainchild, where I'm like I throw a thousand ideas at her, and she's like trying to catch them with like four hands. You know, <laughs> so. awesome. So we have a distro yeah. manager. We have a publicist. And that's, that's it. it. That's it. All right. Mean yeah. and lean. If any, I need, I need more help. So. <laughs> yeah. No, no general manager. No, 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 no. We, we used like, again, like our last record cycle, we had like the booking, we had the big fancy PR agency. We had the man managers. We had, you know, we had all of it and I'm trying it different this way. We also took like a little bit of a break. Um, like this record probably should have come out like a year ago, but it didn't because I was actually biking in New York City. This is one of my stories where like New York is like, get out of here. Um, I was oh my God. on my bike and yeah, so like pretty badly injured and like, you know, broken, broken bones and stuff. So that sort of like put me like we weren't really playing um, because of it. And like, you know, I got sad because I was like on house arrest. And yeah. Things just sort of slowed down. It was like it was really difficult to stay motivated. Like this is already like a really hard place to be motivated as it is right. but like to add an insult on top of it like i was just like i can't oh <laughs> it hurts so I it hurt. took yeah i definitely it hurts i'm in pain but i did so we ended up we ended up just sort of sort of like focusing more on like the writing side and like i say like we didn't do anything we still had an amazing year like i'm beating myself up but like you know we did we just did more press and more like one-offs and right. and a lot of writing like we we wrote a track for like a npr's uh more perfect oh and that's that, cool. that was released and yeah, we had like a huge nylon feature, which was great. Um, like they they like came and shot in my tiny apartment. It was really cute. I saw that feature. Uh, it looked good. Yeah, it was so cute. <laughs> I love you it. have a good apartment. Um, yeah, well, I like painted it like to the nines, so, so it's cute. it's super cozy. And like we did like a one off on on the Las Vegas Strip. We played the Hard Rock Hotel for like an SPTV thing. So like it's not like we weren't busy. We just. If I'm not running at like you know a hundred miles per hour, I feel like I'm not doing my best. So yeah, relatable. It, it was a it was a year to slow down a little bit, and now to be able to release this record like kind of rested and like really just appreciative of like what my body is capable of and <laughs> like respecting its limits. Yeah, like, it's I think it's, it's a good mindset to be going into with this record cycle. Yeah, I feel like if like you know the new decade, I was trying to think <laughs> about like what I'd done this year. And I was like, I haven't done anything. Like, God, this year's been just so, like, terrible and boring. Like, I haven't advanced at all. And I, like, wrote it all down. And you're like, oh, 
I have. Right. <laughs> okay. Right? <laughs> yeah. You're like, Absolutely. I should have been sleeping an hour a night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, it's something that, like, my, I have a friend, um, Jane Clare is her name, and she runs Boss Babes down in Austin, Texas. She is a force to be reckoned with. She's such an inspiration, but she told me a couple years ago that her and her partner, they, they do, like, a monthly like acknowledgement dinner essentially where they go out and they like you know no phones and they just talk about like all the great things that happened that month you know like wow. even if they're like tiny little milestones wow. because that's the stuff it gets looked over yeah. when you look back at the end of the year um and it just like made her more grateful for like oh yeah like this month was so hard i was you know crying every day or whatever and, and then you have this dinner and you're like oh well you know, those were the tears that like watered some really great things for me. So right. to grow and, and blossom. That's really nice. Yeah. But I have I've stolen that and I've been I've been trying to do that um, myself and I think it helps. So solo solo dates, partner dates, reviewing your yeah, some, circumstances. Some, sometimes both. Yeah, but 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 just like but like making it like you know pretty known like okay we're gonna go have dinner maybe it's just like dollar pizza and a beer somewhere but yeah. like we're gonna eat it and we're gonna have the intention of like talking about like bragging to one another and like being proud yeah and yeah because like i don't know we everyone works so hard and i think it's we all just like want to be accepted and acknowledged for that hard work so that's really nice even if you have to, if you have to do it with a friend to like get that and like feel good then like do it that's so i really lovely. like that i'm gonna steal that yeah, yeah i think i'm gonna steal yes. that too yeah tips yeah please Please think about Jane. She's great. I'm going to. <laughs> and hey, Jane. Hi, Jane. And to Hi, Jane. <laughs> circle back, there was something really interesting that you said that I wanted to touch upon. So you had this amazing, like, fancy team, um, sort of like top dollar team, and now you're independent. What feels like the differences between those experiences? And you don't have to go. I, yeah. Yeah. No, I am still working just as hard. Um so like a day to day, probably not much has changed. Right. I think if anything, like the one big difference is like just not having someone to sort of like confirm that what you're thinking about doing is like the right move. Right. Mm. You know? Because yeah. it's like, oh, before it would be like, okay, I want to do this. It seems crazy. And then I'd have like a couple people to be like, yes, it is actually crazy. Like, do not do that. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's like, there's no checks and balances. So it's like we're having to, to, I guess just like trust our instincts right. but also I feel like a, a lot I don't know just I feel like my intuition is stronger now than it was mm. for the first record so sure. just like not as and I'm just not as worried like you know it's I don't I, maybe like, I guess it feels like with your first record you're putting like all your eggs in one basket and so like you're like that's it this is gonna be the best thing I ever make but like I'll just write more songs <laughs> yeah you know? this is like, my basket yeah yeah, no, it's like my I don't have a basket. I have like I don't know, like a tractor trailer truck. Like I can fill it up with as much material as I want to. Like I will just keep creating shit. So Yeah, and there's no like yeah. memory anymore. So it doesn't matter even if like your first record doesn't do well or like what you're saying with Lana Del Rey, like you don't have to like change your name and rebrand anymore cuz nobody's going to like yeah. remember anyway. Yeah. No one cares. Yeah, no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's like again it's like you know like well it's like not it's not my job to worry about how it's received it's my job to worry about like how, how I create it if I love it 
and 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 just getting it out there you know that's it's beautiful. like my job to create mm-hmm. and it's and it's the, it's the listener's job to receive so and i can't control how they receive yeah. it like if they love it hate it or forget about it like that's that's not my job yeah so and that's like i'm not gonna like i just don't think i'm gonna be like 80 on my grave being like oh my first record wasn't on pitchfork <laughs> <laughs> the last just like laying in your deathbed <laughs> i wasn't on yeah. pitchfork <laughs> <laughs> right like I think if anything like on my deathbed I'll be like oh man like I want to hear those old records like I want to remember those moments yeah I've been inspired by totally so since yeah. since you're doing this one alone and you don't have anyone to or you have less people to bounce ideas off of do you have any sort of like release strategy that you're gonna roll with yeah we do absolutely um because uh, just remember back to my whole spreadsheets and diagram. oh no no game, i'm not show. doubting that you do i just want to <laughs> yeah. know what the strategy is <laughs> there are spreadsheets we want to see them is um, the combo what is the strategy uh i mean just like just we're just gonna start releasing i mean like I think singles that's, yeah singles and then full record okay i think like the biggest the biggest mistake that everybody is doing is like just just not releasing right like, why what are we waiting just what are you waiting for right and like i was part of that like i should have should have just released sooner because then it would have been would have been in the world and then I would have been focusing on writing again right but like how so. how are you like let me be more specific so um you're going to be releasing singles and then are you doing like follow-up videos or like are you doing press for the singles or are you like spending money on promotion for the singles um, I mean, I'm not even being that insightful for it. We are really approaching this like artists. We are making the videos that we want to make because we're inspired by the song to make a visual component. Amazing. Not be not because like oh well, there's a deadline, and if you want to get this on a blog, then you have to have a, like we're no, we're not like not doing that. We're, okay. We made like the video we made was because it was with a buddy, uh, Zach Wright, who we met at South by last year, cool. and he has done amazing stuff. And we wanted an excuse to make a video with him and spend time together and eat burritos and tacos in LA and <laughs> um, and meet and meet his people that he trusts as a creative team. For so sure. yeah, so it's it's again it like it's not about for at least for me right now maybe this like mantra will change if this record bombs um but (laughs) we are just focusing on like making the art we want to make and staggering its release but there's there's not like a tactical you know whatever i mean i know those things exist right i know that there's like the the right days and times to post on social media yeah i know all of that yeah but i'm i'm just not gonna worry about it this time all right i'm gonna post post when i want to post i'm gonna release stuff when we release stuff i'm you know revolutionary that's amazing but you well i mean if yeah we'll see how it goes you do have like the (laughs) overarching goal that you want your music to do better in streaming right correct that is that is my only goal is i want people to hear it right so um I hope that, you know, with the longer, the longer run time of like, you know, doing like little releases, that'll help. Right. And are you doing like shows for the singles or anything like that? Yeah. I'm, I'm wor- working some stuff up. Like we we're in talks right now for some potential like, uh, tour stuff. Cool. That, uh, yeah. So like if any of that happens, which, you know, best case scenario, we will have a, like a really good looking spring. Um, if none of that happens, I'll find something else. So amazing. And would that be like support for somebody else, or is that yeah, so nice. like some larger scale support tours? Amazing. Correct. That would be awesome. Yeah. That would be very exciting. That would be great. Yeah. Gonna be great. Yeah, be so great. We're gonna think positive for you. 
and yeah you're you sound like you're just in a really zen place about it which is cool i feel like artistry is also anxiety in so many ways because you're releasing parts of yourself it's it's funny you say that because i woke up this morning and i had like a busted blood vessel in my eye and i was like really (laughs) (laughs) am i that anxiety ridden what's going on you know like on my to-do list today like i had go to michael's to buy a whiteboard to write down to-do list like (laughs) that's that's where i'm at um i'm i'm definitely like overwhelmed there's so many tasks and i'm of the i'm of the mind that like i hate wasting opportunity um Mm -hmm. and i hate wasting i hate looking back at it at something and being like i didn't try hard enough right so um and like my big my biggest competition is myself and like what i'm capable of so i am going to be doing everything i know possible um follow every lead you know it's like send a thousand emails get one back right but you, you but you tried yeah so there's no doubt there's no doubt that you didn't try and like sometimes like i said like sometimes the receiver just doesn't doesn't enjoy what you put out for sure that happens too yeah yeah that's really it's really nice to to hear the chill in that though yeah i'm trying yeah <laughs> I'm, trying. I'm gonna leave this and like go meditate and like Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah. I have to go to our session that you canceled on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't cancel. I have a doctor's appointment. <laughs> Busted. Busted. Nah. nah. A meditation doctor's appointment? Meditate in a doctor's appointment? <laughs> Argue with a psychiatrist meditation? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. No, but, um, so, yeah, you sound really zen, which is awesome. Have you ever used Submit Hub? Yes, I have. RIP. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I liked it. Was that because of the harsh responses? No, I thought those were hilarious. Oh, good. Um, Yes. Yeah, I will say, uh, yeah, Jono Jono actually handled that a little bit more than I did. I don't know if it was, like, I can't even tell you if it was, like, successful, if anything good came out of it. Right. I think we got a couple of things from it. Um, I he used it more like, how did he use it? I think he was using it more like. Was there an, was there a way to like submit to do work for other people on there? Or am I thinking of something else? No, no, no. It was just a submit to blogs. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I do know that like one time in the van on tour, we had like whatever he had like credits and we had submit like a video or something, and we spent that van ride like reading out the responses because they were so comical it's like they it's like they didn't even listen to it or they like i just i don't know i don't know but it's gone so i i think i don't have an opinion on it i don't well it's not gone but now you don't get feedback so it's dead to us yeah it's dead to us we just wanted the feedback (laughs) oh no feedback yeah Yeah. which to us was the best part because it, that was the only part yeah it's like how how dumb is this blogger truly like how are you gonna roast me today yeah. it was like it was like seeing a really good pitchfork uh dig you know where you're just like yeah, no, I, yes i hate that jonas brothers song too or the justin bieber one that you yeah. just sent me oh my god that was so good that was amazing did you read the justin bieber yummy pitchfork review no, I haven't we'll, yet. We'll send it to you. Required we'll send it reading. to you people. Um, yeah. Gosh. So, okay. With the submit hubs, you get a lot of rejections. So on this podcast, 
we like to talk about our favorite rejections in life, in music. Doesn't have to be a submit hub, although if you happen to have one of those beautiful responses around, you can read it to us. <laughs> oh, I, I wish I did. I They were always just like, too much girl vocal. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, but, but I'm the only singer. <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we know. We don't like girls. We don't <laughs> actually like you. Sorry, Jess. <laughs> Yeah, have you had any, like, really, like, like, things that were, felt unsurmountable because they were, like, just big rejections? Oh, gosh. Uh... It's okay to say no. Yeah, no, I mean, I I really, I mean, I'm sure there have, I'm sure there's been a million, um, but I'm just, like, I, clearly I wasn't dwelling on them. Because, see, for me, like, I feel like a lot of the time when I do submit for things or I ask for things or like whatever like the the worst response is no response sure you know yeah so and I think that that like almost hurts more because it's like oh they didn't have like the time to even just tell you like no thank you you know because a no I can deal with a no I can just be like okay like check it off my list next you know Mm -hmm. um but it's yeah it's like the non-responses that I think are like the most vicious yeah, the non-response definitely makes you feel a little bit sad, a little bit not enough. Yeah, not even like that. Just like wow, like you couldn't, you couldn't even just, you couldn't even just respond no. But <laughs> also, like I know that like a lot of those things that like we're, we're referencing with like some being submit to like whether it's blogs or playlists or whatever, like they're getting thousands of emails a day, <gasps> yeah, just like mine. Right. So I would hate to be on the receiving end of that for sure. Um, so stressful so, yeah absolutely but I yeah so it's like we're all I don't know we're all just we're all just a little stuck yeah <laughs> like, yeah you know like it's like we're in like this like washing machine together but <laughs> yeah we're just in a washing machine together. <laughs> oh yeah there's yeah, a lot of content I mean, like, we're, just, we're just like continuously like swirling around swirling around swirling around so yeah I don't know but like in that magic moment when you like find your matching sock like yeah, then and then, then it works out. So. Oh, oh, Jess. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is so cute. <laughs> I'm just a baby band looking for a baby blog. Just a band looking for a blog to love me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my. Well, that's a really cool response. I feel like I've gotten a lot out of this conversation. Yeah. A lot to think oh, about. Thanks, yeah, yeah. Thank you so thanks, much. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining yeah. us today, Jess absolutely thanks for having me and thanks for getting up early on the west coast oh, yeah here oh, we yeah. are coffee big sweaters pjs socks. <laughs> my sweater's like a dress it's a big oh, big sweater those. big sweater yeah cool. um <laughs> big big sweater energy big sweater energy absolutely sure. that's today <laughs> um do we want to sign off oh yeah um you're gonna be steve now yeah you, you're gonna be steve uh- you don't Great. you don't have to be Steve. Yeah, but. We're not gonna force you. No, I wanna be. No, oh, okay, okay. But imagine a Steve you don't if you don't want to be Steven Tyler, you could just imagine another Steve. Like Buscemi. Okay. Got it. I don't think I don't think she wants to be Steve Buscemi. Yeah. I'm gonna pick my own Steve. Yeah. Let me create this Steve character. Yeah, go ahead. Do you yeah. need a second? We can have a moment of silence for you. <sighs> Alright, thanks for joining us today. I'm Allie. I'm Kat. I'm Steve. <laughs> Woo! Woo!